Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Hey y'all, this is your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up. On today's episode, we have Ashley Banks. Ashley is a cancer researcher, business owner, and a new author of children's literature. Her story recounts her own childhood, watching her mother battle with cancer and eventually passing on. Channeling these emotions in the form of a book, I Love You Forever, she created a guide for children to learn about death the simplistic way. So I introduce to you all Ashley Banks. Hello, Ashley. Hi, how are you? I am great. I am great. How about yourself? I'm good. Thank you. Awesome. Well, let's get into this interview. All so, right. of course, of course, this podcast is called Purposely Bossing Up. Ashley, what is your definition of purpose? When I think of the word purpose, I guess I think of, you know, passion, fulfillment. Basically, you know, when you when you find a purpose or you have a purpose, it's it's something that resonates deeply within you on a on a higher level than just something you like to do or something you're good at. But it's it's really it's it's more more soul moving or thought provoking than that. Yes, I definitely agree. And I always say in every episode, each person of course gives their own definition of purpose, but it all boils down to the same thing. What is your why? What is the reason you wake up in the morning every day? You know, so I mean even then sometimes your purpose may be different depending on the day. You know, today's purpose may be one thing and tomorrow's purpose may be something different. But like I said, it's that why. What what gives you that adrenaline every morning and gives you that ultimate satisfaction in the end. Right. So if you could use one word to describe yourself, what would it be and why? Oh, man, one word. I have to say ambitious. Mm. Ambitious. I would always say all my friends say, like, when I say I'm going to do something, like, I do it. Or if I say I want something, I go get it, and I don't stop till I go get it. Like, it's I'm just one of those people I believe in, like, if you speak things enough into fruition and you want them to happen, like, and you make the efforts to to do that, then it, it comes to you. And that's always been, I guess, kind of my philosophy in life. Like, if I want something bad, like, I'm, I'm going to get it. Like, by any means necessary. Like, you know, if if I feel like I need this in my life or I feel like this will make my life better or I feel like I need, you know, to do this or to have this in order to level up, then I make sure that I get that. Yes, yes, yes. That's always a good trait to have being ambitious, being a go-getter. Yeah, exactly. So what inspired you to do what you do today? I mean, honestly, my mom is the cause of everything. You know, she died of breast cancer when I was six years old. So since that moment, I knew that I wanted to, you know, work in, in cancer research and helping to find a cure and being part of a team to save someone's life um, so that, you know, their mom or loved one wouldn't have to go through that. And I built my life on that. Um, once I finally, you know, got there, then, you know, I started, um, well, really my, throughout my whole life, I started looking at different um, naturopathic remedies and 
holistic health documentaries. And it, it, it really made me research and look deeper into, you know, how other parts of the world combat diseases um, mm-hmm. and just how it's so vastly different and, you know, the way that we do things here, basically Eastern medicine versus Western medicine. And, um, you know, with with how I feel and what I know and what I've been taught and what I've seen, you know, in my own understanding, it just made me want to create my own holistic health company, which is what I did. And my mother's name is Mary. So I named it after her called Naturally Mary. And I, it basically seeks to not only help people who are, you know, dealing with uh, certain health concerns or diseases or disorders, but it also educates them on chemicals and, and you know, why it's best to use hormone-free things, steroid-free things. There's a whole education tab on the website because I don't, I don't only want people to, you know, buy it because I'm saying buy it. I want them to understand, mm-hmm. you know, why they're, why they're getting it. It's more so that complex of, you know, you can, you know, uh, uh, take a man, you know, fishing or whatever the case may be, give a man a fish, he eats for a day, you teach him how to fish, you know, he's good for a lifetime. Uh, right. So I want you, I want you to understand, you know, what it is that's that's so good about this product. Not only, oh, you know, not just she said get it, so I'm getting it. Um, I want you to lean on your own understanding. It's kind of something that I've always wanted to do. I've always known that, you know, cancer unfortunately affects so many people, so many people yeah. um, in in the world, and there's so many children who are left, you know, scarred, traumatized, confused, angry, hurt, upset, bitter just because they may not understand what's going on or they just don't know how to express their emotions about it or they don't know the right questions to ask. Or, you know, sometimes as adults, we try and shield children from hurt and from traumatic situations and helping them. But as was the case with me growing up, you know, it just, it just left me feeling really confused, you know, and and I wanted, I wanted answers, you know, for myself. So this book, you know, in a simplistic way, it, it basically gives children that. Awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, that's something, like you said, you want to be more knowledgeable and help people understand that there are other ways to, you know, go through this process, you know, versus the way maybe the doctors may tell you. So you have other things that you can do. And it's good to also just educate yourself. Like you said, like, you know, Western medicine versus Eastern medicine and People just really need to, like, understand the way that things go and different options and things of that sort. Because, you know, when people get diagnosed with not just cancer, but any disease, they're like, oh, my God, life coming to an end. You know, like, they immediately go right. into a stage of depression and right. they brain basically just turns off. They're not trying to think right. about anything. So it's right. just great to be able to just, you know, make yourself available to to learn. And people have to have that um their mindset to want to learn. You know, some people just like, all right, whatever the doctor says, okay, just go ahead and do it. But, you know, some people have other options and, and have been treated and, and have been doing pretty well based off of, you know, whatever treatment or whatever they decided to do. So, yeah, right. that's very important. Very, Absolutely. very important. So, of course, as children, we have different role models and mentors. And even as at adulthood, we have mentors and models. So, who was your role model and mentor growing up and who did it, I guess, kind of evolve into even as you got older? That's a great question. And you know, it's crazy. I've never had somebody ask that question before. <laughs> like I've never, I've never been asked that question. That's a great question. 
you know, I was fortunate enough to be taken in by another family member once, once my mom passed away. And I honestly, as far as I can remember, like I've always, for the most part, emotionally, I guess I've just relied on myself. And that mm-hmm. may be, that may be, you know, why I have like this perfectionism complex or perfectionist complex, you know, now in my adulthood, mm-hmm. because, you know, I have this, this sense of, you know, nobody's going to take care of me the way I can take care of me. Like, period, nobody's going to look out for me the way, you know, I look out for me. So it's, I've always, it's always been, you know, all right, I need to make sure I have this going on. I need to make sure I have this going on. I need to make sure I have my ducks in a row. I didn't necessarily grow up in that family environment where it was like we were emotionally expressive. Like, we didn't, we didn't grow up that way. We didn't sit down and have like the family talk, talk about anything. It was, it was never that. So I've always just, I guess I've always just wanted more for myself or I've always mm-hmm. just felt like, like I could be something special, I guess. Like as cliche as that sounds, like I just always felt like, like my childhood wasn't the best, but you know, I had a story to tell, like right. that I, I always knew I could, I could turn it into something or I always wanted to turn that hurt into something. Maybe I didn't know, like, specifically, you know, growing up, what that would be. I just always knew that, you know, I was handed all these challenges, all these obstacles, all these adversities, and to overcome them, like, for a reason, because I'm I'm meant to be a strong person, and I'm meant to be a strong person for a reason. So I guess now that I'm older, I guess that's, you know, to, to maybe help other people that are going through the same thing. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, sometimes in, in a time of struggle or when you feel all alone, you are your only strength, you know? Um, yeah. You have to be able to keep yourself encouraged even when you think somebody got your back or have your best interest at heart. You still have to keep pushing forward and know what your ultimate goal is. Exactly. Yes. I've been in situations like that. But definitely, for sure. <laughs> for sure, yeah. for sure. So I'm sure... Um, one of your biggest challenges to get where you are today was, of course, the death of your mother. But outside of that, did you have any other bigger challenges to help, I mean, to, I guess, basically help mold you to get where you are today? And how did you overcome that? Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm a single mother. <laughs> you know, I have, I have an eight-and-a-half-year-old right now. You know, I was pregnant at 19, had my son at 20, you know, and it was, or it is, like, he and I against the world, you know, so every day. There's still always that, like trying to figure out, you know, how to get my life in order so that I can make sure I, he has his life in order, you know, because if my world is falling mm-hmm. apart, I can't, I can't help him have a structured present or future. You know, I can't, I can't pour from an empty cup, right. you know, so I think in realizing that, you know, as he got older, that, all right, you know, self-care, I got to work on me. I got to get me together. You know, I need him to, to see the hard work that I do working nine to five, you know, and then coming home, putting work into this business, you know, or sitting at Starbucks and writing this book or constantly, you know, being on the phone with editors, my publisher, my illustrator, things like that, going back and forth, you know, trying to finish college, applying to grad school. Like he, he was there like through it all, you know, he, he saw it through everything. So I think it's really just like, that's of course, always you know my motivation i i have to you know i have to be a strong person so that he can you know follow suit 
and understand how to be a strong person and understand the importance of having a good work ethic and understand understanding how to, you know, be ambitious, be a go-getter, you know, seizing opportunities, things like that. Everything I do, he watches. Yeah. So I just I just have to keep that in my mind. Yeah, do it for the baby. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 He's like, you know, mommy probably out here being Wonder Woman, you know? Right. So it's, it's like, I got this kid watching me every single day. You know, I don't have children, but I've I've been around a lot of children, worked in the atmosphere where I was dealing with children. And mm-hmm. children really, really look up to adults that are really doing good things. And you just never know, especially like the urban population that I had dealt with. Sometimes, like, seeing you at the end of a school day puts a smile on their face because they know you you care about them or, you know, exactly. you're concerned about their well-being and you want them to be great in everything that they do. So, yeah, shout out to being a single mother, but also still setting the example for other single mothers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So tell our listeners about the book, I Love You Forever. Yeah, so I Love You Forever is basically a recount of my whole year of kindergarten, basically, which was when I lost my mother. So it basically goes through, you know, it starts off with my mom being in the hospital, you know, and it talks about how everything, every day, rather, I got out of school, I would go visit her in the hospital every day. I was taken, you know, go visit her in the hospital every day, every day. And, you know, progressively, you know, she started to uh, her health started to decline. She started getting mm-hmm. worse. It kind of talks about, um, like I said, in a simple way, what chemotherapy is and okay. what it can do to a family member. You know, so it kind of talks about, um, in simple terms, like a person may lose weight. A person's hair may start to get shorter. You know, a person may be very tired. You know, they may just want to sleep all day. Understanding, uh, you know, in a way for kids to understand that, you know, just because, you know, mommy or daddy or whoever, you know, is, is really tired or isn't smiling when you walk through the door doesn't mean that, you know, they're upset with you or that you did anything wrong. You know, it just, it goes in to say like that's, you know, their body's just working really hard right now, you know, to, right. to, to feel better. So they're just a little bit more tired than usual. So I kind of went in, you know, explaining things like that so that younger children can understand and they won't be, you know, so confused. And then it goes into, you know, up to the point where, you know, I, I actually lost my mom, you know, mm-hmm. and it talks about how that made me feel. And, you know, there were some days where I was just super sad. There were some days when I went back to school and I was I got angry because, you know, other people's moms were able to pick them up from school and mine never would. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then it talks about how some days, you know, I wanted to cry to my teachers. Or, you know, go speak to the guidance counselor at my elementary school. And other days, I didn't want to talk to anybody because I felt like mm-hmm. no one understood what I was going through, you know. And yeah. I think it's important. I wanted the book to be relatable. Everything that I wrote in the book, every page, you know, is exactly as things happened for me. Nothing is fabricated. Wow. You know, as I as I wrote this book, you know, I cried. Like, I got tears in my eyes almost every page. You know, because mm-hmm. it brought back those feelings and exactly like, exactly how I felt in that moment, exactly what I went through, because it was all real, you know. And it, it, it's 
I wanted to teach kids that it's okay to feel any of those feelings. And it's also okay to feel none of those feelings because there is no right way to cope or grieve with something traumatic. So I wanted people to understand and know that I think that's essential for a fostering good mental health at a young age. Understand that no one can tell you how to feel about a situation that you're going through. And then adversely, it, it, it continues going on talking about, you know, some ways that help me to cope or grieve and that maybe other children or other people could could try these things too on the suggestion you know I tried I had you know I saw my my mom like in my imagination you know and it, it would kind of help me at that young age to still talk to her like she was there you know I had my counselor tell me to write uh letters to her or draw pictures of her and mm-hmm. I together you know I would get books about I don't even I don't even know I guess about dealing with sadness and emotions and feelings things like that um so it just kind of it goes into an array of things but all you know basically ending with you know the fact that I I came you know to terms with it not in a sense that of course you know I was over it but in a sense that I understood that she wasn't coming back but I also mm-hmm. understood that her love for me you know, didn't die with her. She's always, you know what I'm saying, loved me, will love me. I'm always going to love her just because she's gone doesn't mean I have to forget about her. Doesn't right. mean that, you know what I mean? I have I have to be okay in a month. It doesn't mean that I have to be okay in a year. And, you know, and that's completely fine. So it, it, it really just, it's, it's a, I guess, a toss-up between, you know, helping to express emotions, mental health, and then just teaching a little bit of, of science into, what cancer is, what chemo is, and what to expect. That sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. And I'm sure that book can still be applied to people even, not even as like a young child as like how you were, but even Mm -hmm. when they get older, they can still understand because it sucks because as a community, we don't know how to cope. We don't have Mm -hmm. any real coping mechanisms. So the first thing we do the first thing we do is that we uh we do things that we know we're not supposed to do. Right. And we don't really do the things we should do. Like, you know, everybody, oh, no, don't go talk to a counselor. Don't talk to a right. therapist. Yada, right. yada, yada. Like, people don't understand the importance of mental health. And I'm so glad that we're on this huge mental health wave right now. Like, you know, Absolutely. everybody is saying, you know, this is what depression looks like. This is what anxiety looks like. Absolutely. All this stuff. So I'm just glad that we're at a state right now where people are like really coming out and saying that they have positions. It's, it's vital. Like you, you have to, you will be eaten alive. You know what I mean? If you, yeah. if you don't. And, and, you know, that's why I found it, you know, so essential to put into the book that, you know, I did go see my guidance counselor. I enjoyed seeing my guidance counselor and talking to her. You know, I enjoyed talking to my teacher. I enjoyed, you know, these therapeutic suggestions that I was given. Even now as an adult, I go to therapy, yeah. you know, and it, and it used to be, it used to be so, you know, such a, such a cliche thing to do or, you know, look down upon like, what, you go to therapy? But no, like, you know, it's anxiety is real, you know, especially in adulthood. We have so many things oh, yeah. just in a normal life. You know, you have bills, you have work. Everybody's trying to balance social life with maybe like health, nutrition, working out, eating right, reading, dating. You know what I mean? It's just it's, there's not enough hours in the day. Many people get anxiety, you know, and a lot of times 
with that anxiety, if you feel as though maybe your life isn't going the way you wanted to or you're missing out on something, whatever the case may be, that can lead to depression. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand that someone can smile in your face and you think that they have it all together. But when they get home, they are hurting. They are hurting Seriously so hurting. badly. And for, for many years, you know, that was for many years, that was me. And I didn't realize it about myself, especially stemming from, you know, the situation with my mother. And that's why I think it's so important because I had, as an adult, so many answered, unanswered questions and so many, you know, times where I was always told, you know, well, don't cry. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Don't cry. You know, this, this happened like 20 something years ago. You know, I shouldn't still be crying. I should definitely still be crying. You know, I, yeah. I lost my, I lost my mother. I lost precious years with her. There are things still continuously going on in my life that she'll never be able to experience. That'll always hurt. You know, yeah. not seeing me get married or go to prom or, you know, even the small right. thing like going bra shopping for the first time. Yeah. You, know what, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when, when Mother's Day comes around, even though I'm a mother myself, it still hurts that I, I have never been able to, you know, take my mother out or treat her out or have mother-daughter yeah. and things like that that I'm always seeing with my friends or just around with strangers. And people don't understand. It can be like little triggers such as that. I can be absolutely fine and see, you know, and be in the nail salon and see a mother and a daughter getting, I don't know, twin mani-pedis. And it can invoke an emotion inside of me. Oh, where my mood yeah. is like, oh, man. You know, you know what I'm saying? So it's, yep. it's, it's just so important for people to come to the realization, you know, that there is nothing wrong with going to therapy and talking, you know, about how you feel with someone, someone who's not judgmental, someone who's you don't have to worry about telling your business, you know, someone mm -hmm. who's, you know, not, you know, not at all, you know, biased. They're, they're just there to, to listen, you know, and everybody needs to vent. Venting is so healthy. Oh, yes, it Everybody is. needs that. So, you know, it was, it's, it's mainly, I needed to get this book out in, you know, our community for sure, because I, I know that, you know, like I said earlier, mental health needs to be fostered, like, from a young age. Yeah. Because if you don't, you know, we don't encourage our kids now to express how they feel, they're going to grow up and, you know, be these robotic people. And we just, mm -hmm. we just don't need a generation of that. Yeah. I agree 100% because I lost my mother as well almost it'd be 10 years in October and um it was I feel like it was the most tragic thing that ever happened in my life because it was a sudden death it wasn't like something that was kind of like dwindling down like like I, I always tell people it's a difference when you know your when you know someone is going to die versus someone dying suddenly mm -hmm. so I always said like the coping part for me was completely different like, right. I literally lost my mother and my grandmother, I'll say maybe six, seven years apart. And oh, wow. my mom died suddenly, went in the hospital, and never came out. And then I had a grandmother who had kidney cancer. So mm. I kind of dealt with that different versus, you know, the way that my mom had kids. Right. But it was Absolutely. super tragic. And I tell people all the time, like, and that was so crazy how you just said, like, you know, you can't experience those memorable experiences with your mom because she's not here. And I had just put up a post the other day, like, you know, like getting married, picking out your dress, your engagement, mm -hmm. having your first child. Yep. Sucks when your mom isn't present. <laughs> and people like, oh, my gosh, like, yes, it is. And it definitely is a need for a community of women to come together and be able to help to, like you said, vent. 
share different experiences, just support one another, whether it's going to someone's baby shower who lives in your area all the way to a cemetery visit. Like, it, we, we have to support one another. So I'm putting some stuff together in the back of my head is in the workings and stuff like that. So when I'm ready, like, blow this thing out the water, I'm going to let you know because I definitely want you to be a part of it. Oh, you know I will. You know I will. Yes, 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 yes. So, yeah, I definitely see how it is a, it is definitely a real need for women of all ages to come together, whether you lost your mom yesterday or 60 years ago. It's still a need for it. It's still a yeah. need for it. The hurt's still the same. Yeah. The hurt's still the same. Yeah. Don't let nobody ever tell you different. Like, the hurt's still the same. Yep, absolutely. No one will ever know if they yeah. never experience it. <laughs> yeah. If you never experience it, you will never know. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. you know, with all these things going on in your life and you know, you, you're growing into a woman and you're, you're getting into business and, and you're learning things about yourself. What do you consider or what do you think is your meaning of success? And what do you consider your current biggest success? And it can be personal or business related. To define success, I would, I would say success is different for everybody. For me personally, mm-hmm. success just means feeling I guess that peace in life. That's how I would phrase it. Success to me feels like being fulfilled, feeling fulfilled rather. Like, I guess, I mean, I'm always going to say, you know, when when I ask my biggest success, I'm going to say it to my son all day. I'm going to say, you know, there's, there's, there's nothing that can top, you know, me becoming a mother myself, you know, and, and it's professionally, I mean, I'm, I'm just one of those people who, I guess I'll have all of my friends and colleagues and family and stuff like that that'll, you know, constantly say, yo, you're doing big things. You got this and mm-hmm. this going on. But to me, I'm just like, yeah, and I hear you. You know what I mean? Like, I guess it hasn't, right. it hasn't all hit me yet because everything is, everything has only happened to me within the last, I say, maybe a year and a half, mm-hmm. a year and a half, two years. You know, I didn't begin my career in cancer research until last year. The beginning of last year, I didn't start my business, my own business until the end of last year. And I didn't right. write my first book until the beginning of this year. You know what I mean? So everything is kind of like still new to me. So mm-hmm. I guess like I'll have my moments where it like sinks in and I'm like, oh man, like I'm, you know, I'm, I have a whole book on Amazon or man, my book is sold on Barnes and Noble. Like, like I hear myself when I say it, but I guess it just hasn't like fully sank in yet. Um, right for me but you know I just you know w- watching my son grow up and feeling like you know I'm doing I'm doing something right like that's the that's the thing that makes me feel the most like I'm doing something right out here mm-hmm. it just needs him yeah it definitely does it definitely does vary um across the board as you know you still have people who think success is money some people feel like success um, can be, you know, just waking up this morning. That was successful because somebody didn't wake up this morning. You know, not only was it successful, but we blessed. Absolutely. It definitely varies. It definitely varies. But yeah, to each his own. And, you know, and, and whatever level you, you like your success to be on, and of course it's something that you can always reach higher for because you don't want to keep, aiming for the same goal each and every time that gets tired so you right. have to go up a notch even success can be you know i just now started 
um, implementing yoga in my everyday routine. Right. Or, you know, it can be, it can be absolutely anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, It's all about elevation to whatever, you know, level you, you see, you know, I can, I can say, oh man, I stayed in the house this weekend and I did not go out and spend a dime. And to me, that's success. Cause that's something new. You know what I mean? That I want to try or that I want to start. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's so varying, as I said. But, you know, when I, I guess my, my feeling of success is just knowing I help people. Like when I know I help someone, like that's, that's my new level of success. Yeah. You know, knowing that I inspired somebody or I touched somebody. It's not, it's not monetary. It's not, you know, materialistic. It's not financial. You know, I know rich people who are lonely and depressed. You know, right. money, Money doesn't money doesn't make you happy. Like many people think it does. You can you can be the richest person in the world and still have, you know, mental health issues. There's still you know, there's there's unfortunately like celebrities, you know, often who who commit suicide or whatever the case may be because they aren't happy. And then you have people who are, you know, low to middle income class and they're just living their best life. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they feel fulfilled. Like money Money is money isn't it. I feel like me when I help someone else, that's when I feel the the best about myself. If I teach someone new something that they can that can change their life, that that's when I feel success. Right. Yes, I agree. Different for everyone. So if you could give yourself a younger piece of advice, a younger piece of advice. <laughs> if you could give your younger self a piece of advice, <laughs> yeah. what what would it be? Slow down. <laughs> mm. That would that would be it. Slow down and like enjoy life. Enjoy life and know that everything that's that's meant for you will happen. Mm-hmm. You know, what what you're meant to have, you will have. You know, don't don't rush the the journey to get to the destination because you'll you'll miss key pieces. You'll you'll miss living life, you know, because you're you're so gung-ho about you know getting here or having this or having this or having this like just enjoy where you are right now that's what i would tell me enjoy where you are right you'll get there eventually yes yes because some people think that everything gotta be so rushed like everything yeah. happens in its own due time like you might have a thought for something today but it might not come into existence maybe three years from now like you just don't know that's why i like to write everything down so I have like a board in my bedroom, like a dry erase board, and I put up, you know, my goals for 2019. And as I accomplish things, I take them off, but then I replace them with something else. So I get to physically see those things that I'm accomplishing and seeing how long it may have taken. Some stuff been mm-hmm. up here for over a year. So, you know, like I can't rush things because it, when you rush into things and then when you finally get into it, it doesn't go the way it's supposed to go. So you definitely slow down, people. People, there's no need to rush anything. <laughs> uh, take your time. It'll happen. Take your time. Yes. So how do you practice um, self-love and self-care? I know you get busy, you know, being an entrepreneur and being a mom. So how do you, you know, manage to set that time aside for yourself to get yourself back in order? Yeah, that's that's an ongoing thing I'm trying to teach myself. You know, I don't, I don't have the, you know, the perfect formula. I just, I just got to remind myself, like, some some days I'm like, all right, Ashley, you're, you're doing too much, right? You know, you got to you gotta relax. Like, you got to chill. And, um, you know, I'll just kind of, I guess I'm more mindful now of that. 
because my mm-hmm. my body will be quick to tell me it's exhausting. Like it'll catch up and be like, all right, you did too much this week. So I have to kind of chill. But I'm learning, you know, like spending the weekends like in, like literally just on my couch reading a book, you know, or watching a movie with my son, and that's that's where I spend my Saturday. We order and take right. out. I'm not cooking. We're not cleaning. We're not going anywhere. Just literally just chilling. It's, it's days like that. I mean, I'll do the regular, you know, massages here and there, facials here and there, many petties, you know, things like that. But I think for, for me, my self-care comes with just relaxing my mind and, mm-hmm. and my body because I'm constantly thinking. Like, I'm in, a, I'm in a career where I always have to be thinking, reading, learning. You know, I, I have to. When I'm the same thing with my business, I constantly have to be moving, you know, putting things together, creating new things, researching new things, learning new things. And, you know, I mean, it, I guess for, for myself, I just, I literally have to have, I have to have a talk with myself and just say, mm-hmm. you know, actually like, sometimes like doing nothing is okay. Like doing nothing is okay. Like sometimes you need to do nothing. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I just, I try to take my own advice for the most part. Right. So, you know, I just, I just, uh, I guess, learned to enjoy doing nothing some days. Yeah. Yes, it's definitely an ongoing learning process. Like, I'm I'm one who likes to, I mean, be on the computer, but always thinking about stuff I can do. Like, that's sometimes I hate the mind of a creative because <laughs> it has me up late at night sometimes, up early yeah. in the morning. My mind be moving a thousand miles a minute. It's like, oh, my gosh, when do I learn to turn my brain off? So I had to implement, like, how can I talk about my business hours, but then I'm working into my business hours. Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't work like that. So I had to start, you know, like, all right, well, I'm cutting off my computer at 8 o'clock. Or, you know, I'm not answering any emails pertaining, you know, pertaining to work. Or, um, like, yesterday I came home. I said, I'm not cutting on this computer. I sat down, poured me a glass of wine, ate me a red velvet brownie, and watched TV. So that to me was just enough self-care just for yesterday because it was yesterday, yesterday. But it is good to do those kind of things. Like tomorrow, I'm able to treat myself, me and my doctor, instead of going out to seafood. We're going to have a good time together. So it's just like, you know, you have to implement, even if it's those little small things like taking a bath, a bubble bath, or, yep. you know, reading a good book or whatever it is. Like, you know, it's, investing in self-care doesn't cost money. Absolutely. It doesn't cost money. It definitely it, don't cost money. No, I tell, I started telling more of my friends now, like, we gotta, we gotta do more things just for the soul. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, just things, yoga, you know, just 10 minutes of meditation in a day, you know, that's self-care. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It could, it could be so, sitting in a sauna, you know, saying we're gonna go to the sauna once a week, you know, in the gym. You know what I mean? It could be, it could be taking a walk in a park. Like, that's self-care. Like, it doesn't, no, it definitely doesn't have to cost money, just you know, just doing, I'm just trying, I guess, now to, like I said, do more things that are good for the soul, good for my soul. Yeah, yeah, definitely, for sure. But that's where it all starts. Like, you can't be in shambles trying to run a business, keep a family together. You're just super chaotic. So you definitely have to handle self because self is so important. Absolutely. I agree. So important. So, Ashley, what is one resource? that you use every single day that you cannot live without? Uh, my phone. Does that count? <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't live without it. Like, it's always, it's, a, it's 
probably a terrible habit. I'm getting better at it, but my phone is always in my hand. If um, I mean, but I guess it's kind of like the nature of what I do. Like I'll get a ton of emails that I respond to. There's a there's a question or comment section like on my business website. So a lot of times I'll get potential customers or like existing customers that will ask me, hey, what can I take for this? Or what's good for this and this and this? Same thing will go with my social media and, and DMs. I'll get people who, you know, just want my opinion or, you know, what I think about this or, you know, to educate them or give them some information on, you know, disease, medication, mm-hmm. food. Like, I'm vegan. My son's vegetarian. So it's, you know, different things like that. And then it's just my regular social life, you know, friends, family, you know, that I'm talking to or that are keeping up with me, whatever the case may be. Um, but my, my phone, yeah, that's like, oh my gosh, we're attached, conjoined. <laughs> I get it, girl. I get it. I had just uh, put up a post a couple of days ago asking, if you could only download one app on your phone, what would it be? Oh my gosh. <laughs> one. Yeah. That I, 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 oh my gosh. One app, like, you get inside the iPhone, the Apple Store, or the Google Play Store, and download it. One app. Yeah, I, I would got to, I, I can take off Netflix, because I can watch it on my TV. You know, mm-hmm. I take off Audible, because I can just read my books. I don't, they don't have to be audio books. Right. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know. I mean, that's so, that's really hard. <laughs> I'm just trying, I'm, I'm sitting up here thinking about my four pages of apps. Like, which one, which one could I not live without? Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's honestly, I don't even, honestly, it, it sounds terrible, but I'd probably say Instagram, but I would say Instagram, not more so for like entertainment purposes, I guess. Uh-huh. Everything else I can kind of access for the most, but like if I'm watching my stocks and investments, things like that, I can kind of get right. the newspaper on the TV, you know what I'm saying, on things like that. So, all right, but, like, Instagram, especially social media these days, like, it's so helpful because you, it's, like, the biggest advertising platform. So it helps mm-hmm. for my business, but then there's still the shenanigans that I can get my entertainment from, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm a, I guess I'll say Instagram. I feel like a terrible person for saying social media, but it is what it is. I'll probably, probably say Instagram would be what I would keep. Oh, so awesome. Yeah, I was getting all kinds of answers. I was getting, like, Gmail. I was getting, I, I did get a couple of social media outlets. Um, Somebody else said the bank app, whoever you bank with. They said that app. Um, someone else said a casino app. <laughs> and I oh, a God. casino app. I told you out of control. Yeah. yeah, I was getting all kinds of answers. I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. But you really have to sit there and think, like, hmm, what do I need and what do I not need? Because you literally look at your phone, you have hundreds. People got so many apps on their phone. But if you took them off, like, could you really live without them? Nah, I feel you. Uh, oh I, actually, I want to take my answer back. I'm going to go back with Apple Music. <laughs> I just thought about that. I just thought about Apple Music because I can't listen to the radio anymore. Like, because, you know, there's so many, like, ads, and it'll be, like, 30 minutes long of, like, talking, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I need music. So I'm like, I, you know, like, I I need I need my Apple music. I need mm-hmm. my Apple music. Oh, man. Yeah, that's always And a I use question. it to work out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going back to Apple music. That's Uh-oh. She got her Apple music. 
Yeah, that's, that's what it is. You sticking to that one, Ashley, or you sticking I'm to a, that I'm going to stick to that one. Right, right. for now. So All we right. just got to change the subject before I think something else is shit for <laughs> <laughs> so Do you have any um, upcoming projects or events our listeners can um, look out for? I do, I do. So, actually, uh, I am working on three more books right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, simultaneously, I'm so excited about them. So, another one's going to be a children's book. But more so, um, it's a fictional story about a little boy who mm-hmm. has leukemia but um, lives in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes on these crazy adventures, like, at night. Once all the hospital and nursing staff has, like, turned off the lights and it's gotten a little darker. And it's just it's just this crazy, exciting story that I think it'll, you know, really target towards uh, children's hospitals and um, getting other young ones to see and understand, like I said, more so about diseases and health and things like that. The other two, one is actually a composition of poems written by me, um, mm-hmm. specifically for Black women. So I'm really excited to put that out. And uh, the last one is actually another composition, but it's of short letters to other single mothers. Um, mm. it, you know, what we, what we go through, you know, words of affirmation to get us through the day and, uh, having them, you know, uh, know that, you know, I get it and, uh, we're going to get through this together because it ain't easy. Yes. You know, some of these, um, females out here need that encouragement from other people <laughs> to let them know, like, like everything is going to be okay. Sis. Yeah. Like you, it's, 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 it's it takes a special person to be a mother. It. Yeah. Right. It takes mm-hmm. special people to be mothers. So mm-hmm. it's who you you already have those qualities that you need to be a mother already instilled in you. It's just waiting for you to to, to get ready to you know carry a baby and and give birth to implement mm-hmm. these traits. So mm-hmm. you already birth you were birthed these qualities already. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So how can our listeners find you on social media? Yeah, so uh, my Instagram is the at symbol. The real R E A L underscore Ashley Banks A S H L E Y regular spelling my last name Banks. That's the best way to catch me. Um, you can get links to my uh, business page from there. My small business again called Naturally Mary. It's the at symbol Go G O Naturally N A T U R A L L Y M A R Y, and then my book can actually be purchased on Barnes and Noble. Um, as well mm-hmm. as on Amazon. Uh, you can do a search for I Love You Forever by Ashley Banks, and it'll pop up. Awesome, awesome. So before we go, can you give one piece of advice to our listeners in regards to bossing up, not just in business, but also in life? Yeah, I will I will honestly say there's one thing I learned throughout my life is, is that life is too short to continue putting things off. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to do something new in your life, you know, start start today. Like, why not start today? If you want to change career paths, start today. If you want to go back to school, start today. If you want to cut your hair, start today. If you want to lose weight, start today. You mm-hmm. know, if you want to focus on budgeting and saving money, start today. Life is way too short to continuously think that tomorrow's promised for any one of us. So to everybody, anybody. You know, listening, I would definitely say, you know, don't put off, you know, 
tomorrow what you can do today. Like, make it happen. Yes, that was an amazing piece of advice. That is so, so true. We can't preach that enough. People still waiting, 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 waiting. I'm like, what you waiting for? Like, Jesus, look how you going to be on game. And you ain't going to, you don't have nothing accomplished. So you might as well just go ahead and do it now. You got that adrenaline built up. Just make sure, you know, I mean, some things we have to learn as we go. But if you have the plan together, time to implement the plan. Absolutely. You have to. Well, I am just so happy to have had you on the podcast <laughs> today. Thank you. Fun, fun, fun. Thank you. Ah. Thank you. you I appreciate so you having me. Yes. And I hope everyone that was listening, you know, wrote down some of these gems you were dropping. How to contact you on social media. You know, you got some books coming out. So I'm sure they're going to be like looking out for those people. Buy her book off of Amazon. You know, that's there as well. So, you know, I just wish you much success in everything that you're doing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. That means a lot. You are so welcome. And with that being said, I hope everyone has an amazing day and continue to boss up with purpose. Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to keep bossing up with purpose.